um, be prepared for a lot of penis statues and, and carvings and you can discover yeah, that for yourself. Yeah, there's a up there. Yeah, it, 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 a little bit in Tarmina, but like Casamola. Yeah, I don't know, a, something about fertility there. Yeah, um, you can discover that on your own. Yeah, it's part of the charm. Yeah. Here we are, episode five of the Out of Limit podcast. Hi, I'm Philippe. Who are you? Laura. Oh, hi, Laura. I'm your wife. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> um, here we are. We're talking about our 10-month adventure in Sicily. So if you followed along in this pre- previous episodes, we basically talked about why we're doing this, talked about our plans, talked about getting ready. Now it's now it's go the day time. has come. It's go time. Go time. Our tenant is in place. We've got our all of our stuff packed up. We've got our visa for the Schengen area, for the Schengen zone, and we're off. What was that like? I remember it, but I'll let you I'll let you give your perspective, Laura. Well, I would say the weeks leading up to the day was was pretty super chill, right? No. Well, we were at a cottage for a week and near there, near the end. Probably about two weeks before we were at a cottage. And then we came back. We're like frantically doing all that last minute. Like as much as you're prepared ahead of time, there's certain things you can only do in the day or days before or the day of. So that day was pretty stressful. If we're going right to like the day we moved, it was all those last minute things like, what do we do with the wet towels we just used for a shower? We can't leave those for the tenant, right? So it was like little things that it was intense. I don't remember what time our flight was, maybe five or something in the afternoon. And it was crazy. Stress, stress levels were pretty high. I remember. So... Yeah, like you said, all the last minute things. I remember locking our storage unit in the basement. You know, is everything in? Okay. At the end, we were just piling things one on top of the other. It was like, just throw it in, close the door. (laughs) And locking that up and then leaving the house, getting in the car and driving. And I was... I was vibrating. Oh my gosh. Laura, you looked at me and you said, are you okay? I said, no. no. <laughs> you did. Not That's okay. True story. I was, uh, oh my gosh. It was uh, just a swell of emotions. So much anxiety, so much stress. It was, uh, that was crazy. When do you think that disappeared? Or when did that shift? Because <clears throat> was we it got, at the yeah, airport? No, when we got to the airport... Got to the airport, dropped off our bags at uh, the carousel, whatever. And uh, and then we just sat down. We uh, Actually, it was funny because we ended up meeting a friend of ours at the airport. Uh, <laughs> was there at the same time. <laughs> the same time. You were messaging him and, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Terminal one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we hung out for a, probably yeah. at least an hour before we all had to get to our flights. So I think at that point, yeah, I was I was starting to be more chill. Yeah. Well, and something one thing we did is that we got air tags for our bags. So yes. leading up to our move, let's just say that 
Pearson International Airport in Toronto was kind of getting a bit of a bad reputation for not sending bags on planes, specifically to Italy. I remember seeing videos of literally rooms and baggage claim areas full of bags that were all supposed to be going on flights to like Rome. And so we're like, hmm, I feel like maybe we should do something to mitigate this situation in case our bags do get left behind because we're not just packing for a two week vacation. We are packing 10 months worth of like clothes and stuff and products and whatnot. So we got air tags and they came in very handy. Because one of our bags did not show up when we got to um, Italy. Actually, we knew even before we got to Italy because when we landed in Vienna, which is where we had a a stopover on our way to Catania, we could see that there was one bag still in Toronto. So we're like, okay. So when it didn't end up showing up at the Catania airport, we just went right away to the baggage, uh, kind of the place where you would submit a claim that your bag was lost. So that was actually easier because we knew. We're like, we know exactly where it is and now we can track it. Yeah. So that was actually easy. There was no, you know, there was no doubt. We knew exactly where it was. And so that was, that was no problem. And we also knew that, uh, we were going to be at the same place for 10 days, which is enough time for them to get the bag to us, right? Uh, so no problem there either. I don't think there was anything that we desperately needed. No. I think we had everything in our carry-on that we would have like were essential Yeah. anyway. So that that worked out really well, really felt like that relieved some sort of stress and anxiety around would we lose any of our bags in the process. Yeah. Now, okay, so... We land in Catania, no problem. It's hot. It's great. Uh, So far, so good. And I had booked us private transport, so little minivan. You know, we had so many bags. We were traveling with stuff for 10 months, right? So I didn't want to mess around with a bus or uh, anything like that. So I booked us the private transport, which was great. Took us almost right to our Airbnb in Tarmina. It couldn't only because the roads were too narrow for the van to get to. I looked this up before. I knew knew it was going to be tight and I could kind of see where they could drop us off. Like I kind of, yeah, I sussed it out. And um, and so, so we get there and then we get into our Airbnb and then it starts to, I, I would say at this point, it's very much, it felt like a vacation. Right. So and then it just feels everything is new and fresh and oh, wow, isn't this great? So it kind of felt a bit vacation like. Yeah. And I feel like that probably lasted for a while, probably until we were actually looking for like a place to live. Right. And that that more reality or like grocery stores and those kinds of things, as much as you might do that a little bit when you're in an Airbnb on a vacation you know, we were really living there. And so we, you know, we weren't eating out a ton. We did eat out a bit, but not all Not the more time. than what we would do here in Toronto. So. Yeah. So that was a bit of a shift from a typical vacation in that we were probably eating 90% of our meals at our apartment. Yeah. So we get to Tormina. And it's, it's beautiful. It is <sighs> so beautiful. There's no word for it. I it's mean, hot. It's hot. The, okay. And then our, our uh, Airbnb... Super cute. It's it's on four levels. It's like, and it's small each level. You know, enough for it, like a it gives right onto the, the right onto the road. 
you come up and then you have like a sitting area and a bathroom and you go up the stairs and then there was was it the this was the boys bedroom so yeah. there are two beds no bathroom is that, that was, right i think that was it yeah then our floor was then our, had floor, our bedroom and a bathroom and a bathroom then the kitchen and then the kitchen is on the, on the top and floor and a terrace and <sighs> a rooftop terrace which was the best part yeah so we're happy to be there it's kind of quirky and and we right away we can see that this is not we don't want this type of uh, of an apartment for a long term basis. It's too split up between the four levels. It's it's that's not how that's not what we want. Oh, and the other the, thing. And the internet was terrible. <clears throat> the internet was terrible. <laughs> so, I mean, we tried to book Airbnbs with fast Wi-Fi, but um, that varied a lot. I mean, just because it's in the listing doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. And it's not the case for other places in Sicily. They do have fast internet and we've we've had that yeah. so, in our stay. But our first experience was uh, a bit disappointing in that regards because Laura, right away, even within those first 10 days, she was going to have to get on some calls. Yeah. So, um, so that was that was one realization. The other thing is, Termina's beautiful, it's kind of small, and it's very touristy, and we could also see pretty quickly on that it was not going to be the place for us on a long-term basis. Yeah, and I think there was a few factors, and I would say when we initially got there, we were just being present. Like, we weren't already going to look at play. We were really just exploring checking things out, going to different places, going down to the water, swimming, experiencing that, doing hikes, checking and and really observing life there. And then we started looking into renting apartments and found out it was going to be very difficult or impossible to find an apartment big enough for the four of us. That was one of the things. Yeah. The other thing was that it's dead in the winter. Like we were being told, this is a small town and it's lively now with all the tourists, but come the winter months, nothing is happening here. And we're like, "Uh, that might be too small, too sleepy for us. And then the other thing for me, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes, was proximity to the ocean. So because Charmina is up on this cliff, it was, I mean, you have beautiful views. You have views of Mount Etna and the ocean and all the life down there. But that the thing was that it was down there and it was about a 30 minute hike down all these stairs and through this kind of maze of, of pathways for us to get to the beach from our apartment. And that was pretty typical unless you were living down there and that there actually, there wasn't much going on down there. There were some hotels and no, it's kind of train beachy, station, beachy area. So I'm like, this doesn't, I don't want to just see the ocean. I want to be able to swim in it easily, uh, you know, every day. Not And the reality is if it took us that long to get there and back, and there was a gondola, but again, you'd have to wait in lines because especially at certain times of the year, lots of people are going down to the beach or coming up. It wasn't inexpensive. Um, so there were some factors that made us feel like it's an amazing place to visit. Highly recommend it. The Greek theater. And then we climbed up to Casamola, Casamola which was amazing. Um, be prepared for a lot of penis statues and, and carvings. And you can discover yeah, that for yourself. Yeah, there's a thing about that up there. 
Yeah. It, 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 a little bit in Tarmina, but like Casamola. Yeah. I don't know. A... Something about fertility there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can discover that on your own. Yeah, it's part of the charm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing too, just to say how uh, kind, of, kind of maybe touristy or small, there was no, like there's not a really big market or mm. big grocery stores um, in town. And so you could just, that kind of gives you a hint of who lives there. Uh, it's not going to be, it's going to be more touristy, more short-term type yeah, of Yeah, and we knew, we quickly discovered that we needed great internet and we needed accessibility to food easily so markets and grocery stores and not just the tiny kind of convenience small stores like a place where we can buy food for a family of four right and not go shopping every day I know everybody has this romantic idea of shopping every day when they're in Europe or Italy that is not the reality when you're a family of four working school traveling I, I mean not for me it yeah, became a full-time just, job you know, getting, getting food. It does chop up your day a little bit if you have to go to the market all the time. It's charming, and it's great. we've done it many times. But Then we know. would send the kids. Then we would also send the kids. So we're so for, so right off uh, the beginning of our, of our journey, uh, quite thankful that we did not book something for the 10 months right away, sight unseen from Toronto, because we did end up changing our mind. And, and we're also starting to get a sense of what's important and what we're looking for. So those first 10 days were really great. Now, the other thing is, we got our visa, right, in Toronto. So step one. Now, you have to apply for the permit of the Sojourno, which is essentially your... Like a um, resident permit card. Yeah, your resident permit card. And you have to do that within eight days of arriving at your destination. So even if... so. Again, this is where the bureaucracy gets a little bit interesting. You're allowed to travel for 90 days, right? You can do that from Canada without a visa. You're just traveling. But if you're going to apply for a longer stay in the Schengen area, you need to apply within eight days of arriving, not eight days after the first 90 days. No, you're applying eight days after arriving. So we had to do that. So and the way you do that over there is you go to the post office. Everything is done from the post office. So people in Ontario, that's kind of like your service Ontario locations. Uh, Everything happens there. Except the stamps we had to buy. We couldn't buy the stamps we needed to send away our permissive disagiorno paperwork at the post office. We had to go to the The tobacco shop, the tobacco shop, which they still call them that. Across the yeah. street, which was kind of mind blowing, but that yeah, whole but at day least it was, was just across the street. You know. This is true, yeah, yeah. So we apply for a permit. So we have to get this uh, package of uh, information. It's a big envelope, big thick envelope filled with uh, application forms and so on. So we start filling those out with Google Translate as our friend because nobody there spoke English, and all the paperwork is in Italian. Remember yeah. how we said earlier that. Not speaking the language was part of the challenge. Well, this was definitely probably one of the more challenging days we experienced on this. Yeah. Now, we, we tried the Duolingo, you know, before. We did Duolingo. Everything was great. That doesn't help you with... Fill out the, paperwork. The Italian paperwork. <laughs> so we're literally like holding our phones to get the camera to translate like paragraphs of text. And it's working okay. It's kind of slow. Working okay. 
Oh, it was also, oh yeah. So anyway, so we apply for a permesso before I jump onto the next topic. We apply for a permesso. Uh, the um, guy was very proud of us. I will say that I don't think they get many at this uh, post no. office. And he was very proud of us, our, our guy at the post office. That was one of the better, that was one of the better experiences. He was very sweet. You know, lots of smiles from us, right? We're like, we're trying to be charming. Lots of smiles. and We were the charming pleading, foreigners. Pleading ignorance. Yeah. And, I don't know. Um, yeah. And and so that worked out okay. So our first experience, we were like, okay, we're off to the races. That's, this is going to be easy. Woo! And, and so that was kind of the outlook. Now, the other thing that we figured out in Termina was how we're going to get internet on our phone. And uh, I thought we were going to have to get a, a SIM card. And so I started looking this up. Anyways, we just got an eSIM. This was a how we got introduced to eSIMs. And now we've been using them all the time. Yep. And so this was great. This was great. So now we were able to uh, to get a data package for, we just got a data package for all of Europe. Um, and wherever we went, we had uh, internet, which was well, great. And you need it, especially in towns where there's like, little windy streets and it's not on a grid like we're maybe used to in North America. Like it is a little trickier sometimes to navigate, but also because of COVID, a lot of menus are, you have to scan a QR code to get yeah. the menu or we would go somewhere and there was almost every day, there was something that required us to use our phone and data while we were out and about. So we really needed to have that eSIM. And I mean, we use those seamlessly throughout the whole time we were there it was brilliant yeah it worked out really well yeah and Um, then what you know one other thing that i'll mention is that it really felt like covid disappeared when we got there so we had to wear a mask on the plane over and that was i think the last time we wore a mask probably for the whole time we were gone so it was a real shift to literally step off the plane take off our masks and be out in public and people there would still be some people randomly wearing them but also I mean if they were talking about it in the news we didn't understand it so we were kind of blissfully ignorant in a way but it was like it went away and it was beautiful too for the kids because they were kind of nervous to be around people again and like oh my gosh we're in a restaurant and people aren't wearing masks or we're doing this so it was a way to kind of bring back that freedom and and kind of safe feeling of being out in public and with people again. So it was kind of a beautiful experience to feel like we almost left COVID behind when we got off that plane. That's true. That's true. It was like that. Yeah. So we've realized Termina is not for us, but where do we go? Stay tuned for our next episode where we will share all about the journey to find what became our perfect home for the rest of our time in Sicily. See you next episode.